Eric, do you have a good relationship with your neighbors? I like to think that I do. Did you have a good relationship with your neighbors when you lived in uh, apartment homes? Because you live in a townhouse. I, I live. I have lived in two townhouses. Yeah, townhomes. Even wow. No, but how about yourself? Did you like what? Well, what? so I've I've only lived since since college on. I've only lived in uh, you know apartments, and I feel like apartment life very much uh, unlike in a neighborhood. You know, a home, yeah. uh, a house, I should say, or a uh, you know a townhouse community a complex situation commune like townhouse a, commune a co townhouse commune i feel like the in apartment complexes you never really nobody makes an effort like if anything no. you you, you want to pretend like you can't hear everything that happens yeah in other apartments you know it's the pact right i mean no i feel like the world of the noise complaint is born in the apartment complex more so than a uh, a suburban street. Oh yeah, I mean abs. You know, on on the whole, on the reg, but you don't get these rivalries necessarily with like neighbors in an apartment complex or what have you that you might get in a, on a street. No, yeah, I agree with that. But but I do think it's a little funky, right? Like we don't live there in this apartment anymore, but in our old apartment, we live next door. We, we had a top floor with one neighbor. It was great. And that next door neighbor was an old retiree named John who'd lived quite the life. But he, he, he would tell us about it at intervals. And I say at intervals because if you got caught with him. Oh, you would get caught? You would get caught. Lindsay once got Snared. caught with him in the parking lot. He, she said hi to him. And he launched into a monologue about how he used to be a volunteer fighterman fireman for like a fighterman 50, a fighterman <laughs> a volunteer fighterman. fighterman i would i would fight the fires you see now Bad. see and i would talk to john from time to time but i had a more i hate to use this word but i think it's appropriate intimate uh relationship with my neighbor oh my john god yes yes i'll i'll let your all your minds wander for just a minute before i whatever you think i'm gonna say will give you a complete curveball so I told you, Eric, we yes. lived on the top floor. We only had one neighbor. He was an old man. He was very quiet. Okay. In terms of noise uh, cross-pollination, we only had to worry about it on the one side, you know, yeah. the one wall. No other wall faced anybody else. So he never made any noise. We could never hear him, except because we're in apartment complexes and, and, and the layouts are mirrored. The bathrooms... We're, we're right next to each other. Okay. You know, the, they share the plumbing everywhere. Yeah, straight yeah, up and yeah, down. You yeah, know how yeah. apartments do. Yes. And this is fine because, the you know, with the pipes and everything, sound travels the best so you can hear. Like, even in this complex that we live now, for the most part, the soundproofing is pretty good. But in the bathrooms, you can kind of hear upstairs and downstairs a little bit better. Right? Yeah. So we could hear, you know, his talk radio or whatever he's got going in the bathroom. That's fine. But what... What's a little disturbing is when he, when I picture it, Eric. I'm on the toilet, right? okay, and okay. all of a sudden I hear the I hear the talk radio begin. So I know John has entered his bathroom, but then Eric, I felt a shift of balance in my toilet, 
when I can only assume, like a seesaw, John sat upon his toilet. Oh, no. And this would happen any time the two of us were on these things. If I was there, we were there, and he got up, I would feel a shift oh, underneath my butt. Oh, that's too much. Like, it's, it's so weird describing how, un, wh- like, why that and objectively I have no, makes I have no pro- idea what, I'm no plumber. That might come as a shock to you. But, like, I don't know what the physical machinations of this setup could possibly be. Ain't right. To truly be like a a scale system. Oh, that ain't between, right. That ain't between right. Between our two poop, nope. poop bowls. Nope. Hate it. Hate it. And, you know, I, I am not necessarily a light person. So, so for him to move me, I can only assume if this ever happened with Lindsay, she'd be launched. Did did you ever, and I, I know this is, I'm mad. I know this is like a tender subject. Mm -hmm. Did you ever like, just, just out of morbid curiosity, just give it like a little bounce. Just see what happened. Now, Eric, (laughs) I don't know. What kind of person you think I am? But absolutely, yeah, I'm my man. Are you my kidding? man, oh, gotta you play dirty Gotta boy. let him know. Gotta let him know. Oh, the man. kids are here. You nasty. This is my house now, John. You fight him in. <laughs> I control this seesaw. And welcome to You Didn't Ask for This, a podcast that answers life's least pressing questions. My name is Matt Shang. My name is Eric Poach. And joining us today is a very special guest uh, alluded to in our last episode. Technically, technically back-to-back guest ships, Eric. If oh, you, oh if yeah, you yeah, me. technically, technically uh, alluded to. Uh, what's the other literary term for that? Uh, foretold. Foretold, foretold there's uh, another one there's like a good uh, one. Oh, is it literally heard on the last no! episode perhaps? uh i'll i'll we scream, have i'll remember it and scream it in the middle of the episode we have lawyer cat lover and perhaps most importantly dating none other than you daft giant Sarah Feldman, today we have Carissa Hatfield joining us. Hello, Carissa. Hello. It is an honor to finally be here. You have submitted many, many a question to us. I have. That's Uh, true. Foreshadowed. (laughs) That's the word. You know, Eric, I'm so proud of you you. in this moment. <laughs> just want to uh, honor your journey and the, the steps it took to me. get here. I feel like we all got there together in a way. <laughs> um, but yes, yes, Carissa, you have you've been such a loyal supporter of this yes. little shindig that we do here. We 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 are truly blessed to have you on the program today. Mm, why? Thank yeah. you. We, um, we finally collected the other half of the Yadaft Power Couple. That's true. <laughs> I feel yes. like a Pokemon trading card right now. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> Gotta catch them all, right? <laughs> yeah, but like a like a a rare holographic one. Though. Oh yeah, oh, wow. first edition, oh. babe. First edition. Mm. Oof. Absolutely, Charizard all the way. Side note, Carissa, do you want to know the scummiest thing I ever did in Pokemon? 
I would love to actually. So me too. Th- this was back. This was back like <laughs> first Pokemon games on the Game Boy. And cool. if you remember, like when you held Pokemon in your like little Pokemon party, they only yeah. had like six different sprites to represent all Pokemon in your party. Like they're like they they well, didn't it was just six. Yeah, it, it was, you just had six. No, I mean like the little the little avatar for the Pokemon in your party. Mm-hmm. They would oh, have like oh, 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 you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah. They didn't yes, have like yes. each one didn't have a unique look inside. Yeah, they didn't have Pokemon. a they didn't have a six profile picture for everybody now yeah no so what i did uh-huh i was about 10 years old um 10 <laughs> i i caught like just a shitty pokemon and i nicknamed it mew so that way i i, I let my friend oh, casually look over my shoulder air quotes and see that it was like oh you got a fucking mew it's like oh yeah bro i got like 10 out of them you want to trade it like and it was like yeah and it was just, it was just a pidgey he gave me oh, a wow. blastoise for that piece of shit pidgey my dad <laughs> i don't know who is more embarrassed me for this happening or my dad for having to go down to take me down to this kid's house so that i could apologize and give this digital creature back to him <laughs> Oh my God! You you were forced to exchange hostages. Oh yeah! Wow! Oh yeah! My yeah my uh my father does not suffer Pokemon embezzlement. <laughs> <laughs> not Rick Poach. I would say though that would make probably you if you had taken an alternate path that would have made you an excellent attorney. We we do that kind of power broking all the time. Oh my God! Can you. we can we take a, a second to imagine <laughs> Erica Poach Esquire? Eternity at law. I, I just I just get a real uh Jim Carrey end of liar liar. Oh my god you for that. He's <laughs> a madman, Your Honor. A desperate fool at the end of his long and miserable rope. Oh man. Incredible film, um, Randy So, Carissa. Yes. As I as I know that you know, mm-hmm. we answer life's least pressing questions. And I am curious as to what questions you have brought to our attention today. Absolutely. I have seven questions here on my list seven. for you. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, we can't get to them all, but I, you know, I, love I just a list. heard everybody listening to this episode <laughs> go seven. Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> like we're lucky if these, if these goons can make it through two on a, on a normal day. That's true. Sometimes that third one's really, um, we got to shovel it in there. Yeah. It's a little uh, dicey. So, the third one. So, sometimes. so let's Sarah Feldman style. She did yes. this as well. I believe she had 11. She did. Uh, I am so no what? Sarah, but I I try. Of course. Of so course. wait, you brought seven, and Sarah brought eleven. Yes. Nice. I'll mm-hmm. I'll let I'll let I'll let the listeners at home come to their own conclusions. Go on. Here's the thing: I I try to climb the mountain, but I can't always make it to the top. I nice. do the best I can. Sometimes quality is a quantity all its own. Mm. <laughs> Jesus mm. Christ. I think you yes. were trying to be profound right there, but I'm not sure what exactly well, what point you're trying to make. I think you reached like fortune cookie level of profound. <laughs> I at least <laughs> reached Instagram inspirational quote with with you know white woman doing yoga on the beach. Yes, absolutely you did. <laughs> at least. Absolutely you did. White yes. woman Instagram, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, Chris, so let's have this list. Let's what do, do you got? All right. Number one, if I hit myself and it hurts, am I weak or am I super strong? Oh my god. Very gosh. good. Okay. All right. Number two, how time many times can someone interrupt you in a Zoom meeting before you're allowed to log off? 
right. <laughs> or three, what other vehicles would be suited to be a time machine besides a DeLorean? On the, on the day that DeLorean Motor Company announced the uh, uh, electric DeLorean. Interesting. Interesting. Timely. Interesting. Um, number four. If you could build your dream Olympic bobsled team using only the staff of the Pawnee Parks Department, who would be on your team? (laughs) Very good. Very good. (laughs) That's very specific. (laughs) What type of liquid are cats made of? Okay. Did the Baja men ever discover who let the dogs out? Ah, okay. And then lastly, if you were on America's Next Top Model, would you be best known for your killer photos or stomping on the runway? Ooh. Okay. A little, little bit of a personal yeah. question okay. there at the end. Okay. Um, well, that, those are all wonderful questions that the world needs to know about. Eric, mm-hmm. is there any that speak to you? Or Carissa, is there any that speak yeah, to what, you? Yeah. Is there, is there any <laughs> in your soul? I am digging America's Top Model. I am mm-hmm. digging Liquid Cats. I am digging... DeLorean. Mm-hmm. And it was car specific. Is that right? Any car besides DeLorean? Yes. Yes. Well, Any be car. difficult for me to choose, but perhaps, perhaps we must. Perhaps. Perhaps that's what makes this. A pr- All right, let's do the car. We'll do cars. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we can get another one. Don't you think, Eric? Oh, absolutely. I think so. I think so. What do you want, Eric? What's your draft pick? I do like the hitting oneself question. I do too. Yeah. It is a good question. Yeah. Yeah. I do too. Let's go with the hitting oneself question. Okay. So, Eric, yeah. What should we what do you want to start with? Let's uh let's let's get the one that's a thinly veiled attempt to disprove God out of the way. <laughs> Punching ourselves so okay. hard. I, I, I yeah. that didn't believe it or not, that didn't clarify it for me as to <laughs> the question you were talking okay. about. You know, it didn't for me either. I'm just going to be really honest. Well, it's like the classic Eric. God microwave a burrito so hot that he couldn't eat it. The classic it's question. The classic question I've Revelations, never heard. Revelations, I like, believe yes. it was. Man, I'm just <laughs> dropping knowledge on y'all tonight. <laughs> Pokemon yeah. embezzlement. So if one hits oneself mm-hmm. and causes pain, yeah. are we super strong or are we super weak? <laughs> now, the pain... The pain alone to me would say there's a weakness being Mm -hmm. exemplified, right? Well, I would say it depends. It depends on, you know, as as the Buddhists say, pain is inevitable, suffering is optional. I think it depends on how you react to the pain. Because, like, clearly, like, you know, you could break a guy's arm and he's clearly in pain. But if he just stoically, like, sits there and, like, all you get is, like, a single tear, that's badass. But, like, if you punch him and he goes, it's probably not good. Not a good look. Yeah. So, firstly, I'd like to comment that you saying it depends is the ultimate lawyer answer. Um, it's like Eric you knew you're, you're playing to the right audience there, Eric. It was very appropriate. Thank you. Um, I mean, secondly, I think part of this conversation is, do we accept vulnerability and mm. weakness in our greatest heroes? And is it a duality or do we have to choose one or the other? Uh, well, I, uh, first of all, I think the true mark of a hero is the admittance of pain and suffering and these, you know, 
no one likes to just look like fucking Superman. That's why he's a little turd. Shit. Oh, Bad, God, terrible Superman. Hero Superman. Yes. Yeah, miss me with that, Krypton. Um, <laughs> so- <laughs> man, you are so hip. Thanks. Thanks. Oh, man, I can tell you're on the TikToks, Eric. You're so <laughs> hip. So, yeah, no, I, but I agree with Carissa. There, you know, the vulnerability, you know, the ability mm. to show. We, I think, so at a certain point, I think where the strength comes from is even if, so I, I, I come out, I'm kind of like backtracking my answer here. I'm going to do not. Yeah, you I barely not, got started. So it's not, a good thing that you're going to backtrack. No, no, my it. previous answer where like, you know, I was like, oh, if, if they're like, Mm-hmm. Honestly, oh. if they're like, eh, and then they, but they keep trucking, they're like, hey, you know, I did punch myself very hard and I did cry and it's, but I'm still here. Mm-hmm. I think that's strong as shit. I think so. I mean, you know, saying that it isn't might ascribe one to ideals of toxic masculinity. And I don't, I don't know that, that anyone on this podcast wants to ascribe no. to those values. You no. know, I certainly don't. Even though I literally did like <laughs> a minute yeah, but ago, do, but, but I, but you don't want to, you, you don't, don't, I don't want, want to. to, I don't want to, it's, it's garbage. Listen, Eric, the patriarchy is trying to keep us all down. I understand. It's hard. It's hard. I, I, I'm getting like a little bit of like a, uh, 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 infinity circle going on here because at the same time that I feel like the 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 ability to be able to say and admit to oneself that they that you feel pain and you're not ashamed by it is a strength in and of itself. But at the same time, if you are strong enough to injure yourself past your own muscular potential or muscular potential protection yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm, sure. you are act you clearly are physically strong as well yeah yeah to get past your own threshold yeah mm. i mean what now, happens if are like, these answers no these are further questions further questions mm. i mean if thor punches himself in the arm does it hurt like i that ah. is another question that yeah. this begets yes what if a, if a Dwayne the rock johnson hits himself in the broad thigh that he has punch his, his own thigh just, just you know wailing down to town the thigh. On yeah. is, is this a sea shanty now that we're about to start singing <laughs> with his broad thigh <laughs> um i think i i don't know i think the pain in some regards speaks louder than the violence does it not mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Wow. yeah i think anyone willing to punch themselves until it hurts like that takes something. Yeah. That takes a certain level of strength. Yeah. 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 I think between the fact that we we say that recognizing the pain is a strength. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the fact that to cause yourself pain requires a decent level of physical strength as well, a certain level anyway, a threshold of strength. I think it's a strength. I think what it says is you are super strong. I think so. I think we've somehow very quickly wrapped up this question if you agree eric that it is that you are super strong both emotionally and physically i do i do wish to agree with the caveat okay Um, go go ahead just open it back up (laughs) that this that this podcast Mm -hmm. does not advocate punching oneself (laughs) (laughs) oh that we are an anti-self-punching podcast we just we want to punch up we don't want to punch self. Always yeah. punch up. Always or, punch up. 
also you don't punch down jokes. You no, only punch up. Only yeah. punch up. Also, the the important thing to clarify, I guess, you know, having disclaimers is very important, you know, especially when you have a lawyer on the podcast. You know, you got to make these legal disclaimers. Two lawyers by the sound of it. Hey. Thank you. Yes. Can you dab in court? <laughs> is that allowed? I'm going to go with I wish. That okay. is the answer is I wish I could. Like you, so why can't you? Is there some sort of rule? Is there like a uh, 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 an anti dabbing legislation? Dabbiest corpus. <laughs> yeah, some some sort of footloose esque rule of <laughs> the court sort of that one, one cannot judge. dab. You know, honestly, sometimes being in a courtroom does feel a bit like that footloose down. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie to you. That is an <laughs> honest take. Have have you ever had to deal with like a surly judge? Um, when haven't I had oh. to deal with a surly judge is usually the better question. All right. It's All the right. thing when you represent I'd like people, to be a surly judge. You would make a very good surly judge. You would. Yeah. But I feel like Thank you would you. still be like, but people deserve rights, which I oh, think heart is, of gold. Heart, yeah, of, heart gold. of gold. Just cranky. Like a cranky oh, yeah. man judge. I've never wanted to be a lawyer or go down into the, the courtroom path, but I will say this. I have daydreamed about being a judge giving like a big giving handing down a sentence where they have that little speech to the perpetrator. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. jury has found you guilty and now I get to fucking insult you a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, the part that I have daydreamed. Heart of bronze. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you and Steve Harvey can fight over being a television judge and Absolutely. giving those. Is kind of Steve Harvey being a television judge? He, yeah, he is. is. He's now Judge Steve Harvey. Where have you been? How long has that been a thing? Did he, who who ordained him? Certainly months, at least. He, I mean, I feel like I just saw the ads, but I'm also behind on television, so unclear. Um, but n- he ordained himself. He is Steve Harvey. I think he just uh, ordains himself. Yeah. Damn. God Damn, bless him. Steve Harvey. Good for you. Bless so, his heart, as we'd say in the South. Bless his heart. Let, let, let's, <laughs> uh, let's transition now to your second question. Any car, is there any car that could be or should be a time machine other than the DeLorean DMC 12? Yes. That's a fascinating question. Um, Eric, do you have any initial impressions? So let's get this out of the way. DeLorean is always the correct answer, but let's work from the framework that the DeLorean has just been outlawed from all science. Of course. Um, Absolutely. They've all been impounded, melted, melted down, made into pinball parts. Oh, the Um, tragedy of the earth. Triggered. I'm getting a little triggered. I just wanted to point that out. Um, Okay. Do you mean, you don't, I assume you mean like any kind of, any model of car, not necessarily like a famous car or something like that, like the, like the uh, mystery machine or something. (laughs) You know (laughs) what? The crossover potential. Oh my God. Think of it. Think of the toys. I'm willing to expand this to franchised vehicles as well when we're discussing like a mystery machine or, I mean, at this point, isn't the van from ant-man like basically a time machine also or am i terrible you, at marvel you know what van speaking of van i like that we're now on our third van that should be it but the <laughs> the what what van would be a badass time machine the a-team van the oh, A-team van. imagine yes. that hurling at, at oh, you yeah. with 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 fire trails from the tires uh 
You had a time, sucker. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, it would have been amazing. I uh, am going to say with the caveat that I don't think any van of that structure or frame outside of a franchised van should be a time machine. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. That's no fair. other 15 passenger van because that just is going to be suspicious if a man stops me in the street and says, like, get into my time machine van. Oh, yeah. as opposed to all the that. other cars that won't be suspicious if a man pulls up to you in a Ferrari and says, <laughs> hey, my time machine. My- there's a time emergency. Please get in. <laughs> well, at that point, I'm like, oh, you and your cocaine. Go back to trading stocks. <laughs> um, Listen, um, as a woman, I'm not getting in anybody's vehicle, even if they say it's a time machine. But we're not thinking like- about that specific hypothetical. Yeah, I feel like that's good. Good general policy. Um, yeah, no karate vans. No, kar- uh, no, no karate vans. It doesn't need to say like you know, you know, Kim's dojo or whatever. The- Kim's, <laughs> wow. Kim's karate. She really is. Of Glen Burnie, uh, Maryland. Our She's our fan. number one fan. She knows. She probably knows more about the show than I do at this point. Remember that time I said, "Why hasn't someone made us a wiki?" This is the wiki. This Carissa's is the wiki. The wiki. I is am the wiki. the wiki. I am the wiki. You know, I. I could make you a wiki at this point because it can't be either of you, but it could well, you, be me. You also can't hold all this knowledge up there. Oh, yeah. That's true. It's not That's healthy. True. It's not good. <laughs> uh, if we're still on the subject of famous cars. Yeah, uh, sure. As, as Time Machine. I feel like Kit from Knight Rider would probably oh, be a pretty oh, big hit. Oh, that would be great. Kit from Knight Rider, 100%. Y'all are out of time, Mr. Matthews. Like, it was so good, but it would have the voice would have to be as Mr. Feeney from Boy Meets World as the mm-hmm. voice of Kit for Knight Rider. Mm-hmm. Well, you, mm-hmm. why? No, I know that this. I mean, he will be instead of the character Kit, he will be playing Mr. Feeney playing Kit. Okay, so <laughs> not just William Daniels as as he was in actual Knight Rider. Yeah. But as Mr. Mr. Feeney. Feeney. Yes. William Daniels as Mr. Feeney. I see. Does the car of, yeah. also dispense wisdom about life, love, and family? Oh, I my God. Must. Yeah. <laughs> You're a slacker, Mr. McFly. <laughs> <laughs> like, it'll be so, the banter between him and Marty would be s- fucking classic. Yes. Marty, cheating does not mean that you have integrity. <laughs> What? Put put the almanac down, son. Back to the Future would potentially be, well, it'd certainly be made more interesting uh, by uh, the the moments of silence in the car being filled by the car being a literal speaking character. Voiced by William Daniels. Voiced by William Daniels. And obviously. Now, here's the tax we would have to pay on that. Because he would be William Daniels and because he would be William Daniels, Daniels circa Mr. Feeney, Mm-hmm. We would be like legally required to have a Sean episode. Like <laughs> Sean from Boy, it would it would be a super bummer. It you know would what? bum everybody out. You know what it is? What? I'll tell you what it is. It's an it, it's the deleted scene. It's an added scene when mm-hmm. Biff, when old Biff takes the DeLorean and we don't actually see him in that flight. We just see him at the end in the beginning of yeah. it. It's that scene of him traveling and Mr. Feeney you know, asking him what really he wants to accomplish. Mm, mm, yeah. Also retcon it so that old Biff, it like like 1985 Biff is Sean's dad. <laughs> it all, it like, 
it this shit writes itself, gang. Full circle. Oh, it's a full circle. Full circle. Moment. Topanga's left sleeping on a swing on a swing <laughs> on a porch. Yes. Uh, yes, I'm, obviously. I'm, at this point, I'm just recasting back to the world. You know, it's the crossover we didn't know we needed. I do think that is a fun uh, crossover. The kit being in the uh, being the Back to the Future car, oh, yeah. rather mm-hmm. than just mm-hmm. being a time machine car. But it, perhaps we should just spend some time exploring mm-hmm. what car, yeah. modern day car, oh, yeah. sure. Sure. What model okay. would be an appropriate pick? So, mm-hmm. as we all know, when Marty asked Doc why he chose to make a time machine out of a DeLorean, he said, Very good, very good. Beautiful. If you're going to make a time machine out of a car, why not do it with some style? Mm. Yeah. It's got to be stylish. So, we got to be, be stylish. stylish. Gotta My Ford Focus isn't going to cut it. Yeah, a I was going to say. soul doesn't inspire no. it does not inspire time adventures, no. no. Uh, I honestly, I feel like we have a potential candidate on the horizon. The Tesla Cybertruck. Oh, Straight up no. looks like uh, an N64 car. It looks, it definitely looks like what someone's idea of badass would be I mean, sort in of a Tesla anything. Yeah. Right? Like, they're but already... But then we got to get Musk involved. Yeah, he'll yeah, want to really, like... Mm. He'll want to make it official, not just a one-off time machine. He'll want it to be a whole line of cars. Uh, yeah, I'm now looking up this Cybertruck because I can't, like, oh, not do that goofy. now. It is wild. Oh, it, Jesus Christ. It what looks like it's sponsored by, like... Twisted Metal N64. Yeah, it, no, that's 100% a video game car. It's I, a video game. It looks like a poorly rendered N64 car. <laughs> but it, you know what it is? It is very DeLorean-esque. It's in, very DeLorean-esque. It is very DeLorean-esque. Um, yeah, I mean, I I would say... I would say we're we're done, but I can't support a corporate overlord like Elon Musk. No. So like he would I, be I don't know what to do here. This adventure. He would be. And who's the like who is the Marty of our generation? Is there one that would even exist oh. really? Is it Andrew Garfield? He's in a lot of things these days, <laughs> I feel. Garfield. I no, mean, you know. If anything, I think it's another Spider-Man. I think we're looking at Tom Holland. Oh, I think Tom so. Tom Holland is the one I was thinking of. All yes. Spider-Mans look the same to me. That's I mean, hurtful. Listen, you know, they all in their prime were were just boyish looking white men. Though I will say Toby Maguire is not Marty McFly. I'll put my foot. Toby Maguire is not Marty McFly. Also, compared to Tom Holland's Toby Maguire looks like he's 30 in the first Spider-Man. Yeah, like he he looks like an old, old, old man. Oh my god. Yes, absolutely that's true. Um, also, I, you know, especially from that era, uh, from like two, whenever that came out, like 2002 on backwards, the, the, the actors playing teenagers just get more and more ridiculous. Like when was the last time you took a hard look at the Power Rangers? Oh, they, was, they are like, <laughs> Tommy Billy over is, here with five o'clock shadow. Like, Billy's like 45. <laughs> got crow's feet in math class. <laughs> <laughs> Let me hit you with this though. Since we're on the subject, if we were to Tom Tom Hollins is the is the Marty yeah. of our generation. Sure. Can I hit you with a with a kind of 
with a kind of since we're on the topic of Spider-Man, a curveball new Doc Brown. Oh, I know. Can I hit you with Sir Willem Dafoe as Doc Brown? Mm, Oh my god! A Willem Dafoe Doc Brown. Willem Dafoe (laughs) as Doc Brown. I think it'd be wild. It'd be. It would be wild. Great, and he's one. You know, he's right up there with the eccentric nature that needs to go along with Doc Brown. Yes. I'd I'd 100% sign on to see this film. I would watch Not it. Not that yeah. I would ever want or advocate for a reboot of Back to the Future. No, we're not advocating for but that. But I would on behalf of all three of us. Uh, wait a dream. minute. <laughs> in my in my ad- adolescence, I did daydream though of a potential continuation with Jules and Vern Brown being the protagonist. Oh, oh. yeah. Um, yeah, that, but that'd be the only way I want it—a continuation. Yes. I don't want to see some. Uh, I don't want to see some uh, retconning. There's of it. no reboot, no reboot, my friends. Absolutely. So, so I don't know. Are we settling on the Cybertruck? I feel like we've. I I don't know because yes, but no. I feel like we can only ethically side with the Cybertruck if the mission of the movie isn't to stop from like accidentally, you know, banging moms or something. But yes, if the mission of the movie is to over is like Elon Musk having enough money to go to space is is the 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 Biff Tannen nightmare scenario. So yeah, like, if if I may point out uh, perhaps a, an important parallel, John DeLorean was also a douchebag. Hmm. Yes, oh. interesting and I, drug trafficker. Well, then it also interesting. I will say this is my caveat to saying yes to the Cybertruck. Okay. Is that okay. the plot of whatever we're doing here is that um Elon Musk has created this vehicle, but our modern Tom Holland, Marty McFly is stealing it and using it for the purpose of going back in time and destroying capitalism. Oh hell yeah. No, I'm all in. I'm all for it. All right. I'm all for it. We uh, hey, it's not every podcast that you destroy capitalism, <laughs> but we've done it again. Listen, ah. you know, and uh, pro union, anti capitalism, the it's very the, the very tenets of you daft. It's <laughs> truly the pillars. Instead of getting caught with Gray's Sports Almanac, Tom Hollins gets caught trying to smuggle Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh man. All right. Well, I think I think I think we got there. The I, think, cyber I think we truck, got there. I think that is, uh, it, and honestly, it looks like a time machine because mm-hmm. it looks like it was inspired by the DeLorean. Truly, it does. Truly. Um, and of course, we'll put a picture of this uh, this lovely vehicle up on the Instagram. Yes, your other lovely listeners need to see this. Honestly, oh, if they, they should, haven't they, already, this, they need to see the atrocity. This trapezoid. <laughs> yes. So. Uh, Carissa, I mentioned that we have a question for you. Yes, I'm... And we've been holding on to it for quite some time. I am uh, not certain that um, O'Connor315 on Instagram even remembers submitting this this question to us. But we've been saving it for a lawyer's eyes. Or ears, at the very least. That question is, is the contract in The Little Mermaid legal? And they included the uh, additional information of she was 16, therefore a minor. So do mermaids have different laws? 
Again, from O'Connor315 on Instagram. Does maritime law apply here? Now, if you need it, maybe you haven't memorized. I have the text from the contract. You would. I I mean, first of all, O'Connor315, what a legend. I love this question with everything in me because The Little Mermaid was my favorite movie when I was like five years old. I mean, I, I, I am a redhead. It, there was a spiritual connection. And you are a mythical creature. Oh, well, thank you. So there's a mythical connection. Oh, well, you know. Um, if you do have the words of the contract, that would be lovely. I mean, I have some initial thoughts, but I'd like to hear them while I'm continuing to formulate. As Absolutely. Ever. Absolutely. And, and Matt, could, will, will you drop into Ursula for me? I don't think I could. <laughs> I, you know, I don't think I have that range. Oh, okay. So... What she what 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 we see mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. clearly mm-hmm. is I hereby grant unto Ursula, the witch of the sea, sure, ellipses, one voice for all eternity signed. That's what we see. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. in one shot, when it zooms past the whole thing, we see all the other words that are included. They are, however, nonsense. But just to give you a full reading, uh, and again, I can put this on the Instagram as well. The full contract, as we see it in the film, is, perhaps this is some sort of mermaid language. I hereby grant unto Ursula, the Witch of the Sea, ellipses, one voice, in exchange for, Bion once high, dinu, asterisk, gin, thon, moisu, sir, pon perquer, iridir, moisen, petin arum, Urin Uripidi Emserpt Monk Gwaki Chirichnoi Raim Romund for all eternity signed. Do not okay. cite the deep magic to me, which I was there when it was written. <laughs> <laughs> um, first of all, um, I am so grateful I had you read that because the entertainment value that provided to me will stay with me for many days. There's also a hidden Mickey in the contract as well. Obviously. Uh, obviously there, there is. is as there has to be by contractual obligation. Okay. I also love um, the demonic Mickey head they just threw in there. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. know, got to get the Mickey head in there somewhere. Um, secondly, I would say, well, that may seem like gibberish. Have you actually ever read the entirety of your Apple contract? Because I'm sure, sure that there is have not similar gibberish in there somewhere that you will never understand. They might just, yeah, for all I know, page 58 of that might just be this, this verbatim, this contract. (laughs) So what do you make out of it? Yes. So I think this is obviously this is an interesting legal question to be brought forward. My initial thoughts in human law in the United States anyway, Mm. Ariel would not be able to validly sign a contract, right? Because she's 16 as she very happily declares that she's a grown up and she's 16 years old, which as we all did was we all did. Okay. And when I was six years old, that made sense. Obviously, at 16, you're a grown up and you can do whatever you want. But here in the United States, a 16 year old cannot sign a contract unless it's for necessities. So like 
I can sign a contract for shelter. I could sign a contract for food. I could sign a contract for something along those lines, but I can't sign a contract to give my voice to the sea witch because it's not really a necessity to go for all eternity. For all what eternity. If my dad is being super uncool. About oh my God. My dad is being so uncool right now. And I just about like, my hoarding habit. He would just think- listen. Oh my god! I just need to be independent, and also I need to go meet my 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 sand boyfriend. You know, he's my like sand boyfriend. His name is Eric. Oh my god! You think I don't know Eric? That his name is Eric. <laughs> you think I don't know that? Growing up with another Eric. Come on. Now listen. Do not cite the if... deep magic to me, Eric. <laughs> yeah. Do not cite the deep magic to me, boy. Uh, the if I were to put on my fantasy baseball manager hat for just a sure, second. Sure, okay. go right ahead. <laughs> this trade, <laughs> if you look at the two sides here, feels a little unconscionable. Mm-hmm. Feels a little like sure. feels a little like feels a, a little one-sided. A little, yeah. A little there are bit. some parallels to my Mew trade here. Yeah. It, true, truly, truly. Like, did not realize that was going to come full circle. Was I <laughs> Ursula? Fantasy baseball manager or or Pokemon trainer hat? Either or. Yeah, either way. Yeah, I mean, legs for a week voice versus a voice for an eternity. That feels a little imbalanced, you know? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. And it's also, it's dependent on the actions of a, of a third party. That's true. Right? Who is she not a party sent- to the contract itself. May we say, yes, not a party to the con. She is a lawyer. My God, my God. Uh, the yes, but I mean, truly, he doesn't know he has this responsibility, Mm -hmm. and the contract is dependent on him kissing her so she doesn't end up like tied to the ocean floor or some shit. Yeah, also, are we ever clear as a sidebar? Despite my love of the Little Mermaid, are we clear on how old Eric is versus Ariel? That that raises some questions for me now. Uh, I'm sure I can find that information. The ages yeah. of the parties I'm, that are involved in this contract and some. I'm gonna other. guess and hope it's like 17 or, or 17. Yeah, please, <laughs> you're please. Gonna, you're gonna guess and hope. Yeah, you gotta fucking hope. Maybe just leave it there and we can hope. I don't know that I really want to know. Truth super now, doesn't look I'm 16. Super doesn't look 16. Super doesn't. Also captain of a seat ship. I believe I have a reliable source here. According to the film's official novelization, Eric had just turned 18. So he was technically legally an adult. Yes. Well, I mean, like, technically that would be... But 18, a, a, 16, that's, that's a, not too bad. Legally, that's a fine relationship. It's as two long years, as all could, parties yeah. are as consenting. They as, could both be in the same high school. I'm fine with it. As fine. someone who was 18 dating a 16-year-old at one point in his life, <laughs> I don't think it's too unconscionable. I think it's fine. The problem is that she's animated super 16 and he's animated super like 35 yeah, and on his yeah. third career. He does, he's like he a fucking look, Power Ranger. <laughs> he, yeah, his his Adam's apples just all fully developed. Like a chiseled jaw, yeah. not a hint of acne on him. Yeah, he's no, also got no. some like eye bags going on for like an 18-year-old. Like, yeah. Also, who put an 18-year-old in charge of a ship? That is another question. Also, I have. yes. <laughs> this is getting away from the contract, but I do have that question, and I'm just gonna hold that for another time in my life. Yeah, here we go again. Just to give you a good shot at Prince Eric. Jesus, my my memory was way too generous with this guy. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. look at it. Yeah. When you look at the full body, this is not an 18 no. year old. No, no, not wearing those pants. <laughs> no. <laughs> He's got a fucking sash. No, no, no 18-year-old like wants to actively wear a sash. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely not. No. Unless they're a fucking Eagle Scout. Yeah. Also, Eric, to answer your question of your lack of pop culture knowledge, um, the first person you pulled up was um international pop star Sean Mendez. And I I feel like that is okay. that should be noted for the record. As the we record would show. say, let the record reflect, Your Honor, that that let- was Sean Mendez, and <laughs> Matthew Shea did not recognize a photo of him. You know what? I uh, I am also guilty. I'm also guilty yeah. here. I We're mean, both guilty here. As your as your as your lawyer, I would advise you not to make any particular pleadings or oral She's records. Our <laughs> She's our lawyer. You have retained uh, Carissa Hatfield. Yes, we're certainly going to need it, at Mr. Some point. Mendez. Here today, <laughs> can you point to him for me? Listen, <laughs> I'm not the one on trial here. That's you. So. See, that's why we keep her as a lawyer. That's why that's, she's she's so she she saves us from ourselves. Oh. Truly, <laughs> getting back to the contract. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, the real question is, um, I believe this would be governed by King Triton's law because it's under yeah. his kingdom. And we don't know the contractual law in King Triton's kingdom, but we could make some conjectures. Perhaps. Like, like I, would international waters factor into this? I, mean, I know that's a word sovereign citizens <laughs> like to throw around. They Maritime do. law. Having <laughs> seen some in court, they do really like you got it. to meet sovereign citizens. Obviously. Well, they don't want to talk to me because I'm a lawyer and they don't need lawyers. That's a whole that is. Oh, yeah. Well, they, yeah. They haven't broken any laws because they haven't broken any laws because <laughs> the laws don't apply to them. Um, yes, we could say, you know, this is international waters. You know, there are there's no particular, you know, country that we recognize currently whose laws would apply to the waters surrounding King Triton's kingdom. Is it is he king? Is it Atlantis in the movie? I don't think so. I no, remember, I don't no. think so. No, though. it's but- just like. Triton land. Triton. Land. Well, here's another. Here's another uh, d- dubious standing as a d- nation. Dubious, dubious. Not recognized by the United Nations. No, no, certainly no, not. No. The it's not. It's no NATO nation. The the problem also that I think that exists is she's going from being a creature of the sea mm-hmm. to becoming a human. So sure. then, once she becomes a human, is she under the jurisdiction? of human law or is she still a mermaid because she's only temporarily got them legs i mean a part of this is the rules of the jurisdiction where the contract was signed and the parties reside so i mean i don't think that eric's kingdom of eric land i'm just gonna call it because that also has no name Mm -hmm. we don't Mm -hmm. know their laws but at that point the contract's already signed everything's done eric is not a party to the contract so i don't think his kingdom applies so I'm starting to get the vibe. <laughs> you look a, you look aggrieved that the Little Mermaid is the sovereign citizens manifesto. Now, hear me out. Um, it's all about freedom of movement. Mm-hmm. So, like my right to be to be in the sea or the land if I want. Uh, a witch's right to exercise witchcraft. Uh, mm-hmm. She gets all the rights. Of of being a member uh, of being a citizen of Triton's, 
She's not bound by their laws. But I don't think she has the right to trick a minor into signing a lifelong contract. Sure. I don't think that's governed by the laws but of witches. That the the system of sovereign citizenship, it it naturally balanced out because Eric stabbed her in the abdomen with a ship. Yeah. How did you get so wise? <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, did he stab her or did he collide into her with a, a ocean-bearing vessel. And does and does Ariel not represent the voiceless sovereign citizens among us who merely wish <laughs> to have freedom of movement across the land but are silenced by quote <laughs> contracts and constitutions? You know what? You you've got a point you've here. Got a point. You've got a point. You've got here. a point. Ah, fuck what? Yeah, Why? I do. Why do the free? Why do these free swimming creatures of the ocean also need to be bound by these laws and contracts? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, I mean, free, free country, I always thought the ocean was anarchy. Yeah, I mean, I, I've always thought about the ocean like the purge. It's like there's no laws; we just do whatever we want no. down here. I've I've seen the Ocean's Deep episode of Planet Earth. There's no <laughs> laws down there. Do, do you know what? have told my dad if if he had told me to give my to give my fake the blastoise back to that kid Uh i would have told him to go fucking eat my butt i would have told him to go like i would have told him to kick 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 water find a rock and kick it in the water because we're in the ocean there's nothing you can do i mean unless your dad dad. Unless your dad is the king of Triton <laughs> land. King Triton. Then he could probably yes. murder me with his Triton. Are you, yeah. uh, is your dad in this situation also King Triton? Yeah. I mean, that's the other question, too. Does Triton have certain laws regarding you can't fuck with his kids? Or uh, anything you try to do with, to fuck with his kids means, like, you out. I mean, I also wonder how present he is because he lets his daughter collect trash. As a hobby. Well, he's against it, though. He is against but like, it. But man, also, that's like, he's one might say notably against this hoarding habit. This kid is like visibly a hoarder and he just like, <laughs> I wish you wouldn't. I'm like, are you not king? I mean, listen, he has seven daughters and he's a widow. So like he doesn't. It's true. And a it, king. He, and he's a king. He has a lot of things going on right now. He's got a lot going on and there must be some intensive, you know, hair care involved on his mane that he's got going. Oh, absolutely. That's an hours long routine for that hair. It's, it's got to be. The salt is not doing it any favors. No, of course not. That's like a <laughs> Surely not. That's a hair mask conditioning routine that I would want to know about for sure. So in short, Oh, are you summing up? Uh, yeah, I think Eric is going for it here. Not, not, not our attorney. <laughs> I'll let our counsel speak. Yes, please. Oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> my counsel has advised me to shut the fuck up. On the advice of <laughs> On my the advice counsel. of my counsel, uh, I, I, we turn it over to you. Thank you, um, Your Honor. I, I would wish to advise the court regarding this contract, um, since one of the parties is the daughter of King Triton. Though typically this would be what we would deem a sovereign citizen's land, I believe the contract should be null and void as to the child of the sovereign king of our sovereign lands. Hell yeah, your honor. 
Hell yeah. Defense rests. The defense. The defense. That's all Matt wants to do. Matt just wants to be the guy that, like, at, you you just deliver that calmly, but he'll be suddenly out of breath. The defense <laughs> rests. Rests. <sighs> yeah, I just I just come in for the dramatics only. Yeah, and then I slap <laughs> a table. Yeah, for, you you you're the objection counsel. Yeah, you're only you only stand up to yeah. say objection. Like Chris is over here doing like the hand across the neck. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up right now. And from time to time, I from the other side of the table go, oh, Your Honor. Obviously. I, I mean, I have been that person in a courtroom before who's like, Your Honor, are you serious? Or like, Your Honor, like very loudly declare it, like, you know, this is inappropriate. Oh, hell yeah, Carissa. Hell yes. But also, Eric, I can also grant you the privilege of being the one who says nothing further, Your Honor. Yes. Oh, God. Juicy. Yes. Hold on. Let me give it a try. Nothing further to add, Your Honor. (laughs) Why? Why? (laughs) Why that accent? Where did we go? Why why are you Southern now? I'm but a, a humble southern sea witch. I said sea witch. Nothing further, y'all. Listen, I moved to Maryland, so I wouldn't have to hear that every time I was in a courtroom. All right, come on. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Well, I think I think that is truly the legal final answer there on that on that note. Damn, that was thorough. We, we 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 tied up Little Mermaid and Sovereign Citizenship won. one sweet, baby. We might never have had a more productive question in this show's 35-episode history. Now, uh, Eric, do you have any other questions for yep. our counsel while she's still here? Counsel. Yes. So I I I I am I am obligated to ask, what is the wildest shit that has ever actually like happened to you in court? Obviously, feel free to, you know. Change names. Obfuscate. Make shit up. <laughs> you can make the whole thing up for all we care. You can do whatever you want. We li- we there we have no way of fact you are our, the person we would fact check this against. Yeah, how are we how are we gonna research this? Where's this on Wikipedia? Who lawyers that the it, lawyer? Uh the attorney grievance commission is the answer to that question. Um so right. just this is a very I'll be very vague. So I've done a lot of different things. In my my so far, I guess, illustrious five year career. Um, yes, yes. Hear me roar. Um, but I used to do quite a bit of um, work with uh, survivors of domestic violence and sexual assault. Um, and we represented a lot okay. of different people. Um, one of the weirdest ones I had went on. This case went on for several months. Parents that we were trying to get a protective order. The parents hated each other. Their their child was with somebody else because they couldn't figure it out. Um, neither parent was like stable enough to be custodial parent. And I was representing one of the parents and I advised them. I said, hey, we are finally going to trial. It's been four months now. And I need you to come to this final hearing and I need you to dress like you're going to a job interview. And this was like very typical advice that yeah, I gave sure. when I was representing folks in DV court. Because unfortunately- I feel like I've seen this in, in many a law drama. Yes, yes. Like 
And every lawyer will like tell you that if you're like appearing in a court, they'll say, try to look your best, you know, appear in courts that you'd wear to, to wear your Sunday best or dress like you're going for a job interview. It was very common advice. We gave it to everybody. I wore a full suit when I went to argue a stoplight ticket. Which, well, you should. Well, you should. He earned his PBJ. I was also prepared to argue <laughs> to the judge, but it didn't yeah. come to that. Yes, yes. Well, um, this was, I'm assuming, before you knew me. Um, it was. <laughs> it was. Before I could argue your PBJ ticket for you. Um, so day of court comes. I give this advice. She says, great, got it. Think nothing. I think nothing of it. We We arrive for court. I am, of course, in my full suit, as is generally required of an attorney. And I'm sure conservative, you know, mm-hmm. knee length skirt, you know, like all the things that are appropriate for the forum. Uh, my client arrives. Um, she's dressed for a job interview, but it's not um, what I would think of if you were going for a job interview, at, like a bank or like, you know, even an office or even even retail. Sears. Yes. Even Sears. Sure. Um, yeah. My client has appeared for court um, in a mini dress, which, you know what? Fine for outside the courtroom. I own them. I'm not judging. She also shows up mm. in ripped fishnets. Okay. She shows up for court in five inch stiletto heels. Okay. All right. Impressive, but damn. Impressive, but damn. She shows up looking like she has not slept the night before. Um, oh no! And yeah, it was not a good look for anyone. And I was like, I I did not personally know what to do uh, with that. Um, I I did ask like, um, did do you remember when I said dress like you're going to a job interview? Uh, and she did say yes, yes, I I, I do remember that. And, and that was it. That was the only response. And then we got in front of the judge um, and uh, she started disclosing some things on the stand that were um, illegal um, at the time um, that we appeared for this trial um, on a record um, before a judge. Um, The only time in my history as an attorney that a judge has stopped a trial, asked myself and opposing counsel to come to the bench. And has said, uh, counsel, did you advise your client to testify about these things? Because she shouldn't be testifying about these things in front of me. And I said, jinkies, your honor. Jinkies. I was like, I assure you, your honor, I did not tell her to say any of these things. Um, I indeed asked her to not say these things very intentionally. And the only time I've had a judge say, that's yeah. what I thought. So we're going to, I'm just going to allow you to ask a very leading question to get us out of this area and into literally anything else. And a judge essentially go, bro, I'm really uncomfortable. <laughs> like, bro, I don't want to talk about this anymore. I don't want somebody to get arrested in my courtroom for things that have happened. Lead us anywhere else lead us to a wendy's yeah no he was a very nice judge and one of my favorites that i had in my, when i was working in montgomery county but he uh just said to me he was just like i i've never had somebody come in here and testify about all of these things and i was like i haven't either and i assure you i i did not ask for this it was truly ah, a, you didn't ask for, oh, hey. it was truly 
truly a you didn't ask for this moment. Damn. Full circle. Now, now, had we been there to be your your, your cr- flanking your, your cronies, uh, Iagos, uh, yes, your, your yes. goons. This this would have been this would have been an appropriate moment for both of us to stand up and say, "Your Honor, may we have a moment? With <laughs> may we have a moment with our client? Your Honor, your Honor, a moment, moment with your Honor." Your Honor, may I have a brief moment to speak with my client in the hallway? And I'm sure he would be like, yeah. <laughs> and tell her to never fucking say that out loud again, ever in her <laughs> entire life. I, th- I feel you should, counsel. Yeah, I feel you should, counsel. I feel so you I should. got to ask a question that was like, moving away from what we were just talking about. Changing the subject. I'm next going to ask you about the incident that occurred on X date. With your spouse, yeah. what happened at that time? And don't talk about the other thing that happened. Yeah, pretty much the the legalese version of, so anyway. So anyway, moving on. Um, yeah, so that was, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you that was a needless to say, despite my best efforts, we did lose that case. Um, you don't situation. say. What? Um, that was an eight hour trial that I ended up losing um, because obviously I ended up. Losing. I mean, there's only so much you can do. Yeah, only so much you can do. Um, it was I I went home and I I drew because I worked in Montgomery County and lived in Baltimore at that point. And for folks who are not from this area, that is about a 90 minute drive optimistically in traffic. And I sat on my couch and stared into the abyss and I think drank most of the contents of a bottle of wine in one night because it was it, it was thankfully on a Friday and I didn't have to get up for work the next day. You earned it. So I think that was you earned it. That was Absolutely. it. That was the you wildest did. one. I haven't had one quite that bad ever again. And I really hope not to. Yikes. And I hope you don't. Absolutely. Especially if it's I especially hope it's not our case. Yeah, which again. Sure. It's probably inevitable. Oh, yeah. Call yeah. me. You know, there's only so much. Uh, there's only so far we can get. <laughs> That's true. You know, you're just going to have to pay me in your daft appearances. It's fine. Oh, deal. This we can arrange. <laughs> deal. <laughs> this is the currency we have mounds of. We have a new segment. <laughs> Legal questions with Carissa. <laughs> Carissa. <laughs> your counsel didn't ask for this. Oh, man. Well. Carissa Hatfield Esquire, it has been a true pleasure. A privilege. A privilege, truly. Honor for herself. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you for listening to this show and providing us many a question, uh, just as you did today. Uh, Truly, a Yadaf giant. Thank you. Thank you all. Such an honor. And with that, goodbye. Bye. Bye. Oh, man, it it is always good to have some actual legal knowledge in this podcast. Oh, yeah. We've certainly dispensed enough of it over the years. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We technically are on years. Isn't that amazing? That is alarming. It is alarming. Speaking of alarming, Eric, shall we transition now into some dumb crime? Dumb crime. Um, would you like to share first, Eric, or would you like me to share my tale first? I'll go first. All right, all right. All right, Matt. Well, I've got some good news. Nice. The South Texas Fajita Bandit has finally been caught. 
Oh, oh no. As of 2017. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. So even even when not doing weird news, you still bring us I an aged story. Got it. Tell us about the fajita bandit. Well, Matt, since 2008, the Cameron County Juvenile Justice Department has been paying for fajita deliveries. There's just one problem. My God. The facility's cafeteria doesn't serve fajitas. God damn. In August, the discrepancy was cleared up. According to the Brownsville Herald, on August 7th, the Labatt Food Service attempted to deliver 800 pounds of fajitas to the facility's kitchen. The kitchen staffer who received the shipment informed the driver that they didn't serve fajitas. The driver told the staffer that he'd been making such deliveries for the past nine years to an employee of the facility suspected to be Gilberto Escamilla. Oh boy, Gilberto. So, quote, the receiver of the call rushes off to the supervisor and conveys to her the discussion that had been had, and that breaks the case, Cameron County District Attorney Louis V. Sains said. When Mr. Escamella reports to work the next day, he is confronted with the discussion and he admits he had been stealing fajitas for nine years. He was fired August 8th and arrested August 9th after the DA's office Special Investigations Unit obtained a search warrant. When officers searched Escamilla's house, they found packets of fajitas in his refrigerator. Truly a smoking gun, is it not? Uh, well, smoking cast iron plate. The story is wacky, but Escramilla isn't just suspected of tucking the fajitas in his fridge for grilling on the weekends. According to investigators, the fajita thief is alleged to have been responsible for stealing $1.2 million million worth of that cut of meat. Oh my God. Setting himself up as a black market dealer of rogue beef skirt throughout the Rio Grande Valley. Wow. You know, I'm not, I don't want to advocate that anyone becomes a criminal for anything, especially on this very legal heavy episode of ours. Yeah. It, but if, but if he, but if you are going to commit a crime, it, it, it is fun to get a name like the, the fajita, fajita bandit, bandit out of it. Caliente. <laughs> there we are. Just once again, just, Brushing up against offensive. <laughs> just, it's te- we're, just we're te- touch caressing Tex-Mex, Tex-Mex offense. Yes, absolutely. Wow, that is a fantastic story, and I mean that in the in truly the that is out there realm. Nine years, he said. Nine years, and and how many almost millions the, of dollars? That's almost an entire Pokemon trainer worth of years. Golly, I mean, truly. Truly, that is, that is, uh, uh, I don't know that you can even call it dumb because he got away with it for a long time. got away time. with it for nine years. Wow. I mean, well, th- you know, Fajita Bandit, uh, as of circa 2017, you've been brought to justice. Thank God. We salute you. Oh, we salute and him. We salute you. We, we, we are, this podcast endorses the Fajita Bandit. We salute the Fajita ba- We're on the for- side of the Fajita Bandit. Oh, we are. Yes. Oh, okay. All right. Then this is got- a pro sovereign citizen, pro fajita bandit podcast. You're absolutely right. I think we should be. I'm glad that we can be pro your criminal. Let's see how you feel about I, I I'm going to say up front just so there can't be any audio grab. Hit me with I'm, it. I'm not sure we we can even joke about being pro my criminal. Uh-oh. 
Let me give you a headline. Um, Thanks for the heads up so I don't get canceled. Yeah, the uh, the the headline is a little deceptive. I might read it and you might say, like, I don't see where the crime is, okay? Okay. Just, okay. just letting you know. 911 operator hid camera in precinct urinal. That sounds like a crime. And this is this is a, de- a developing story, I suppose. It's from February tenth. All right, camera of the toilet sounds like of, a crime of this very year. A nine. This is from the smoking gun. A nine one one dispatcher hid a small camera inside a urinal at a Pennsylvania police precinct, and surreptitiously recorded several cops quote in various stages of undress with exposed genitals. According to the criminal, I was complaint. really hoping they would use the phrasing in various stages of piss. In various stages of piss. In late December, an officer with the North Versailles Police Department in suburban Pittsburgh was using the restroom, quote, when he noticed an odd item attached to the inside upper left corner of the urinal. Just to pause for a second, can you imagine the Eric first saying, like, the horror of being like, hey, there's something here. Then working up the courage to physically investigate mm. something in a police urinal. <laughs> and then discovering what it was. Mm-mm. Upon inspection, the item turned out to be a one and a half inch camera with an attached SD card. The camera had been, quote, wrapped in a white sheath with the outer portion of the camera lens painted in white apparently, so that it would blend in to the porcelain urinal to which it was attached by Velcro. When the camera was discovered on December 31st, on New Year's Eve, what a New Year's Eve that turned out to be, all, quote, all officers present at the station went to the bathroom to look at the item, detectives reported. It was at that time that John Logan, a 49-year-old, 911 operator announced that he had to quote use the restroom immediately. Oh no. <laughs> access, access to the single occupancy bathroom is restricted to law enforcement personnel. Logan subsequently quote flushed the toilet and exited the bathroom after spending several minutes inside. Please, dear God, tell me he didn't do what I think he probably tried to do. Quote, at that point, the camera was collected. Don't know why it wasn't collected before that, I have to point out. And the officers noticed that the SD card was now missing. When questioned about the camera, Logan reportedly admitted that he, quote, touched and squeezed the device, but denied removing the memory card, asked why he would touch Evidence without a gloved hand, Logan, cops say, replied, I don't know, Steve. Why do you have such a nice dick? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That'd possibly be better than what he actually said, which was simply stupidity. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's better. That's so much better. What the fuck? A search last month of Logan's residence turned up a mini camera identical to the one discovered in the police precinct urinal. Flash drives found in Logan's bedroom contained multiple videos of North Versailles police officers (sighs) using the bathroom while in various stages of undress with, of course, exposed genitals. Detectives were able to make a positive identification of three victims, each of whom 
were unaware they had been secretly recorded. Uh, Logan yesterday was charged with evidence tampering and three counts of invasion of privacy. The hubris era. The the fucking... And, like, obviously, obviously, it's super... Like, no one should ever have their junk looked at unawares. Of course No one. But... God, I can think of few lamer ways to get the shit kicked out of you in prison than what are you in for? Ah, I like cop wieners. Can you imagine, Eric, the terror that must have overcome this stupid, stupid man when, as the article says here, every cop in the precinct was like, let me get a look at this thing and and are huddling into the bathroom? I- and then you, your great escape plan was, excuse me, I got to get in there post-haste, <laughs> officers. Right now. Constable, please get out of the way. <laughs> but here's what I don't understand. How did they not collect this camera first? Why did they not immediately, like, oh, yeah, it seems, seems legit. I, I find it hard to believe this is the only bathroom in the precinct. Which is now a crime scene. Which is so, now a crime scene. So, uh, like, w- no cop was like, no, sorry, John, you're going to have to go out and use the lobby bathroom. you like, S- some cops have that, like, fucking action movie badass thing where they're like, I don't, I don't sit anywhere with my back to the door. But now, like, these cops are just going to be like, I don't, I don't go piddle paddle without, without casing case in the inside of the urinal first gotta gotta look for a bug that's something that's gonna fuck you up for forever i mean and then again like i said the bravery required to put your hands right on gave it a squeeze see what see what's up see what that thing is only to discover what that thing is i mean yikes but I'm confused also about the painting of the lens. It I seems feel like, like that defeats several I to, purposes. I feel like y- these images probably weren't all that great. That's why maybe they only got three. Well, that is from a different SD card, I guess. But they only got three uh, three people. They, he, uh, you know, they could only find anyway. Getting going to jail for cop wieners. As a nine one one operator, I mean, operator. truly. This has to be a, a good definition of a dumb crime. Dumb as shit. Oh, man. So uh, I think, Eric, that will, on that very disturbing note, oh. do it for uh, for episode 35 oh, okay. of You Didn't Ask for This, don't you think? Oh, I think yeah, we've done enough good are, today. Uh, as always, we would love to have your questions, because as you've heard today, if you give us enough, we'll we'll just bring you in in person. Yeah. Let's bring Absolutely. you on the fucking show. Bring you right on into this show. And it's like an O's game, baby. Pay what you can. <laughs> so, so get on in here. Send us some questions. You can do this so many ways. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at you didn't ask pod. That's the letter you didn't ask pod. Where you can email us at you didn't ask for this at gmail.com. I'll spread out. And of course, you can share your thoughts with us. Voice to voice by calling the thought line at 410-929-5329. Could we give you any more options? Uh, You got so many. The next step, Eric, is for us to get a P.O. box. Oh, Matt, that's a commitment. 
But that's going to be exclusively so people can send us yerba mate. <gasps> yeah! Uh, and, and other such gifts. Okay. Silken robes and the, and the like All that we've right. mentioned on this show. Uh, but they're going to have to wait for that. We're going to have to wait for that. So send us your questions, please do. And very, I'm death, I'm deadly serious about this. Tell a, tell a friend, tell a friend about the show. Tell a friend. Then they'll tell How do friends. you hear about your podcasts? Yeah. That's right. Someone told you about them. So tell somebody else, leave yeah. us a review, yeah. listen to us on the good pods. Yeah. Uh, Eric, Am I missing anything in the business section? God, not a not a I feel like damn I'm always I feel like I'm always conducting the business. Do you have You're, business should you have conducted the business? Well, <sighs> I refer to my counsel, Matthew. I, okay. I refer you to my counsel. All right, which is also my counsel as it turns out. Oh shit. Oh man. So for perhaps for the very first time when I say this phrase, there is actually somebody else involved. Oh shit. When I say from all of us here at You Didn't Ask For This, my name is Matt Shea. My name is Eric Poach. And listen, you didn't ask. Wrong, sir. Wrong. Under Section 37B of the contract signed by him, it states quite clearly that all offers shall become null and void if, and you can read it here for yourself in this photostatic copy, I, the undersigned, back. shall forfeit all rights, privileges, and licenses herein and herein contained, etc., etc. Fax mentis incendium gloria cultum, etc., etc. Et Memo bis penuto delicatum. It's all there, black and white, clear as crystal. You stole fizzy lifting drinks. You bumped into the ceiling, which now has to be washed and sterilized, so you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. Wow. What yeah. a callback. I know. Well, that's it. We're not going to top that. Just play the music. Yeah. Just play the music. There, nothing to fade out. Just good day, sir. Good day, sir. And scene.